For tonight's profile, we check in on the opposition. It's the only time that we go north of the border this season to face the Brampton Beast, and we talk with their broadcaster, good friend of mine, Anthony Fusco. Anthony, first of all, I'm happy to see that both of you and I are alive and awake and ready to go after a long night of travel. What time did you guys get in? Uh, we got in about 6.30 this morning. You guys got even earlier than we did, so we're going to see how both teams perform after that one. But I'm tired. You're tired. We're both here. We're both ready. Let's have a good game. This is something that the Beast are kind of accustomed to. You guys play a lot of these Sunday games coming from other destinations on the road. With some of the leadership on the team that you have, how are they able to push through and have a good effort in these types of games? Yeah, having a guy uh, like Jordan Henry as our captain, like David Pican, like David Valerani, Lindsey Sparks, guys that have been around the league for a long time, who have played this game for a long time, they know what's going on. They know that even though you've played in Adirondack on Friday, Reading yesterday, here Sunday, Day, you got to get up, you got to get ready, and it starts with those guys. It seems like that's kind of the core that's been built. You changed coaches in the offseason. Colin Chalk had a lot of great success before going up to the American Hockey League. Now it's Spiros Anastas. What was his goal when he took over? What kind of a team did he want to try and build here? Yeah, Spiros took over. Uh, Colin and Freddie left a lot of great pieces. Uh, obviously, those veterans, uh, Jordan Henry, David McCann, David Valerani. Spiros Anastas came in alongside Duncan Del Mayo, and they tried to just add to that. They got a guy back like Eric Bradford. They brought in a guy like Lindsey Sparks, um, Alex Dubowin, Nads, Joey Decord when he's down here. Just trying to bring in that amount of speed and skill and we're going to see what we can do this season. This seems to be a high-flying Brampton Beast team. I look at the numbers and they just jump right off the page. You have multiple guys with 25 goals. You have multiple guys with 50 or more points. Is this a team that's going to try and outscore you to win hockey games? Yeah, we definitely do a lot of that, especially when all the forwards, uh, the 10 forwards that we have are rolling. You know, we've scored eight goals or more uh, five times this season, which is a, just a crazy, crazy number to think of. But when the offense is rolling and the boys are feeling good and feeling themselves, uh, the scoring comes naturally. It's keeping the puck out of our net. That's been a bit more of an issue, but as always, you're just trying to work towards that throughout the season. You mentioned some names that we're very familiar with that we've seen over the years, and Pecan, who played in the 2016 Eastern Conference Final against the Nailers, David Valerani, a Calder Cup champion, or a Kelly Cup champion, rather, but another one that we know very well got his start with the Nailers out of Robert Morris, Daniel Levins. You guys got him midway through the season. He's completely taken off for this team this year. What do you notice different from him last year to this? Yeah, Dan Levins, actually, you know what? It's building on his campaign from last year. We got him at the very end of last season, so for that 15 or so games before the playoffs, he had 16 total points. He was fantastic. This year, career highs and goals and points, he's just figured it out. He's shooting more, he's more confident in himself, and playing alongside David Valerani and David Pecan. Those are two great line mates to have. They're veteran guys that know what it takes to win in this league, so Dan Levins has been a revelation, and we can't be more glad to have him. Second season working with the relationship with the Ottawa Senators and the Belleville Senators what has that relationship done in the two years? How much more are they impacting what this team is made up of and just being able to be with you guys on a regular basis because it's all within one province? Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, we have take today, for example, a couple of guys, Chris Clapperton, Aaron Luchuk, coming down from Belleville. They're only a couple hours away. Definitely nice travel-wise, at least. And Ottawa's been really good to us the last couple of years. My first year, 17-18, we were with Montreal. It was a lot of take, not much give. Now that we're with Ottawa, it's a much more evenly spaced-out relationship, and we couldn't be happier. One of the matchups that I'm most fascinated to watch today, because the teams are on totally opposite ends of the spectrum, is penalties. The Nailers don't take anything. You guys 
guys. It's not fights, though. It's only five major penalties all season, 323 minors. What's going on there? Uh, we take a lot of stick infractions, a lot of tripping penalties, high-sticking, slashing, cross-checking. For whatever reason, we just like swinging the lumber around, but our penalty gill, thankfully, has been very good because we do take a lot of minor penalties. We're second in our division in minors and penalty minutes overall, so we're hoping that we can limit that a little bit going forward, but I don't know. Our guys just are really enthusiastic out there sometimes. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the team that went to the second round in, what was it, 2017 or 2018, where the penalty kill was one of the team's best assets. Is special teams one of the keys to this team's success, too? I think so, yeah. Spiro Sinastis, our head coach, deals with the penalty kill, which has been excellent for us all season, and Duncan Dalmeo has been the one behind the power play. Just been trying something new. We didn't score any power play goals yesterday, but before that, our power play had scored two or more goals in two or three games, and we had been rolling along. So both coaches very much contribute to the special teams, and I think today, it's uh, as always, it's going to be a big difference maker. As we look down the road, your fellow countrymen, the Newfoundland Growlers, at the top of the North Division once again, you guys are in a good race with the likes of Redding and Maine. Looks like you have a somewhat comfortable cushion over Adirondack. What's it going to take for you guys to kind of push forward and maybe put some heat on a Maine or a Redding to get towards that Newfoundland top? Yeah, just got to be consistent, and that's something that we've struggled with a little bit this season. This season excuse me, We'll play a few games that are really good. We'll have a couple that aren't so good. And Yesterday was arguably the best one that we've played, a 5-1 win over Reading. And it's right there. The, t the division is right there. Newfoundland's not too far ahead. Reading and Maine are four and two points ahead of us respectively so you have a good day today you have a good rest of your like we're uh, in the final stretch here you keep doing well and you put some heat on those teams ahead of you and I don't know I don't personally want to finish fourth again I we matched up with Newfoundland last year and we lost in six games I really would rather not do that again but if we do end up there I think it'll be a great battle the two Canadian teams but still lots of hockey to be played and we'll see where we wind up at the end. I had a fun chat with Mark Benetti in December there's the first time that the Nailers and Rush had ever played each other. Just kind of the novelty of seeing a team for the first time. I know that you saw Wheeling four times last season, but first time this year. What are you most curious to see with the Nailers today? The lack of penalties, because that's something that I was reading in the game notes you sent me. And the North Division, everybody takes a lot of penalties. We're in a division with the Worcester Railers. we got a thing going on with them. We, we ourselves take way too many, and that's by our own admission. So I want to see if this lack of penalties, uh, how this is going to affect today's game for sure. Awesome. Anthony, I really appreciate you spending a few minutes with me today. Best of luck in your guys' push to the playoffs. Hopefully we're both getting to call some April hockey this year. Sounds good to me. Thank you very much for the interview. Anthony Fusco, the voice of the Brampton Beast on our intermission coverage. Out-of-town scores and third-period action next on the Nailers Broadcast Network.